Okay, here we are, another podcast from Create PT Wealth and a Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation. This is where we uh, run people through a step-by-step guide to really being successful in the fitness industry. I'm joined with my good buddy and uh, overall just champion guy, Brad Shepard. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, uh, in this particular podcast, what we're going to talk about today is uh, why uh, overcoming objections is very important. Uh, to the sales process, and it's pretty much everything. Because if you don't get this part down pat, or you, you don't understand the psychology of it, then you're really going to not only uh, lose out on a lot of business, you're really going to let down the other person that you're trying to help. So you're going to do them a disservice. Because um, remember, it's a big step for them to come and do this, and you know they're really, they're really, uh, I guess, without knowing it, looking to you to help them overcome some of these objections so they can get started. Because they've been putting this off. Before we get started on that, though, Brad, as mm. What I like to do, mate, I'm going to hit you with a um, with a question that um, you know you have no idea what I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I'm putting the big fella on the spot, and if you're listening to this, I want you to um, you know answer it yourself. So let's um, let's launch to this question, mate. If you um, had to be trapped in a TV show for a month, mm. which one would you choose? Oh, great question. Oh, mate, I'd have to say one of those Survivor sort of shows, you know, where you have, they chuck you on an island, you got to you got to make it happen, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could have seen you Sons of Anarchy or something like that, but no, Survivor. <laughs> so it's a bit of a Survivor show. I can no, I can see why you would say that. It's a test of will and fortitude, and you'd, that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, and back to you. The Mentalist. I would definitely, I would definitely see myself being trapped in that show. I love it. Yeah, absolutely love know, it. Like yeah. the. Um, the cleverness of it, the trying to solve and crime and you know all that stuff. So that'd be excellent. Yeah, you've so. thought about that too, haven't you? I, I was well and truly thought about it going in. <laughs> so well, I asked the question, so I had to. I knew you were going to ask me back. So, all right. Well, let, um, let's get into um, let's get into the, what we're talking about today, and that's um, uh, how to become, I guess, great at overcoming objections. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, mate, what what give us your um, give us your kick kick-off start on this process what's the thing with overcoming objections yeah yeah the, the, probably the biggest tip um, and if you you know if you've tuned out for, for nothing else on this uh, edition the probably the most important thing I'd get across to everybody is objections need to be um, covered up front you know that you know for me the experience is that's the most paramount thing is you need to get those uh, potential objections out in the open up front discussing them and now there's a whole system and a process behind that but if nothing else you don't want to get to the end of your whole sales process and then an objection pops up. If you've already if you've already presented your price, your packages, um, your membership options, all that, and then after all that, someone pulls out an objection, then you seriously you haven't you know haven't done your job correctly up to that point. So uh, I mean, how would someone do that? So you're talking about covering up front. What what do you mean? So what, are we talking on the phone? Are we talking when we get in front of them? When when is it important to start this process? Yeah, sure. Let's um let's uh, picture a typical sales scenario. Now there's many different ways in sales. There's over the phone sales. There's face to face sales. There's you know over webinars, etc. Many different ways to do it. However, let's just go with a, a stock standard model that we've seen work incredibly successfully, and that's having a face to face sales presentation with somebody so you're either selling in your personal training service or you're selling in your boot camp or your you know your your membership to your to your facility or something along those lines so you know on a very basic level if we were to have a look at the structure on how that would all play out they probably end up in some sort of face-to-face sit-down meeting which we typically we've seen from experience from the 
you know, from the thousands of trainers that have come through our program who've been using it, you know, roughly about half an hour, you can sit down with somebody and half an hour should give you ample time to, to go through um, all the questions that you need to go through, uh, get to the point of presenting them some sort of um, solution on how you can help them. <clears throat> then if we, so that's half an hour to, to try and make that happen. Now, if we rewind the clock from there, obviously they're gonna, there's gonna be some interaction and some communication for you to get them to that half an hour sit down chat. Um, and the step before them coming to that sit-down chat, in my experience, is having some email exchange of communication where you'd send across your um, exercise screening questionnaires, uh, maybe your nutrition sheet, uh, a document if you're doing some sort of personality profiling, uh, then you get that across as well. So you get that across in an email to them. So that what's happened is your prospect, the person who's coming in, is well prepped before that time. They've, uh, they've had the opportunity to sit down and, and you know, answer your questionnaires, etc., um, And then send that back across to you. And the simple fact of them taking the time out of their busy schedule to do that, to fill out those forms, to send it back to you, is a good chance that they're a red-hot prospect. They're keen, they're interested. If we rewind the clock further back from there to the start of this whole process, it probably all commences with some sort of interaction. So you've either received a lead, they've come in through your website, they've given you a call, uh, they've picked up your number from somewhere, they've been a referral from an existing client, uh, they've tapped you on the shoulder in the gym, something along those lines. Um, so really that, that first interaction that you have with them is of, of paramount importance where you wanna start building some rapport and start questioning. So I see this uh, you know, on a very basic level as a three-step process. Step number one, someone makes some type of contact with you or you contact them if you're prospecting them directly. Step number two is that you wanna have some exchange of information. So you're sending them some information across and positioning yourself as the expert, the authority, uh, and they're sending that back to you. And step number three is where you finally get down to sit down and start chatting about um, you know, what's going on in terms of what you can offer them. The, um, the thing that I would add to that is, uh, if we get straight to it, is uh, when you're speaking to them before the appointment, there's a couple of things you want to be very clear on. And Brad's mentioned all the, uh, the key points. Um, really, when you think about it, what's the, point, what's, the, uh, what's the purpose of having the sales appointment face-to-face? -face? It's to make a decision at the end of it. However, for most people who do sales that aren't good at it or don't like it, they shy away from it and uh, avoid asking some key questions. And in the phone call, when you're um, arranging to meet with them face to face, it's important that you uh, articulate to them that, look Brad, at the end of this session, I'm gonna uncover everything I need to know about what you're trying to achieve, why you haven't been able to achieve it so far. After I get clear on that, um, and keeping in mind that's if I feel like we can help you and we're the right service for you, I'm going to explain to you how we provide a solution to your current problems or desires that you've got in this area. Then um, after we've run through that, how we would work together, be it that's a good fit, then I'll be asking for your business. So that'll be a yes or no answer. I don't mind either way, but to take the first step, that's what's going to happen. Just so you're very clear on the process. Mm. The important part of saying that question is that they're going to come there knowing that at the end of this appointment, that you're going to ask for their business one way or the other. Now, I'd also take it a step further and I'd say, Brad, are you the decision maker? So um, coming to this appointment, is there anybody else that's going to have to be involved in this making this decision or are you the one to do it? Mm -hmm. And they'll say yes, no, or indifferent. So I'd be like, yeah, well, I've got my partner or husband um, 
Okay, and at this point, we can start to explore even on the phone to overcome that objection that can get asked in the sales appointments, and that is, I've got to go home and ask my partner. So you might go, okay, well, is he going to support you in doing this mm. process? Is he going to be happy with you taking action with getting your health and fitness goals? And they're going to say, yes, of course, because you know who's going to say no to that? So it's about really making it clear that at the end of this process, you're going to be asking for their business. Mm. It can feel uncomfortable when you do that, but look, at the end of the day, the purpose of this appointment is to make a decision. Mm. So ask it, don't shy away from it, be um, courageous, and just treat it as a conversation. That's what it is. It's what's going to happen anyway, and it just takes out that awkwardness. If anything, they'll um, they'll feel more comfortable as well, and they'll really respect you for just bringing it up up front. Mm. Yeah, the feedback that we've got from you know the people we've you know for many years using a system like this is people are very incredibly respectful of it you know happy with it that they know oh, what's 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 coming um, and there's many different ways that you can script it you know so just what you're doing is you, you're being mindful and respectful of the person's time as well um, so you know again back to this thing of if they've taken the time out of their busy schedule um, you know you can you can find your way to word it how it comes across so it might it could be as simple as saying look um What's going to happen is next Tuesday, um, you'll be coming down to our facility. We'll catch up. I'm probably going to need you there for half an hour, but it's probably worthwhile if you leave yourself available for maybe up to about 45 minutes, just in case we run over time. Uh, in that time, you'll be filling, you would have filled out your document prior to that, and I would have had a read of um, your history and get a bit of clarity. But I'll just be asking you a lot of questions, and I'll, I'll really want to get clarity on your history, where you're at, and, and more importantly, um, I'll be presenting you with a, a solution how we can fast track your progress and get you to the goals that you want to achieve. Um, so it can be as, as simple as, as getting that message across, you know. Um, and so it's the, the more that you practice it, the more it's going to feel more comfortable with you. Now, uh, we're talking about just overcoming uh, objections in this mm. particular podcast. We weren't, we weren't going to the sales, sales whole process. But if you, um, I really recommend if you haven't already, get yourself along to ptbiz.com. .au, and what you'll find on there are some really great resources. Um, and b- particularly, there's one called Negotiating in Sales. So it's a tally seminar. So um, you'll be able to listen to that. Um, and it's a whole 60 minutes on the sales process. Mm. In addition to that, we've got a PDF um, uh, a document that you can download. And it's how to overcome objections in the sales process. And that's, um, that goes along with it, how to negotiate in sales. So it's an additional resource and tool from today. So you'll, you'll have them. Um, on hand, mm. and uh, just as I spell out that URL for you, that's ptbizz.com.au. So ptbizz.com.au. Yeah, that's it. All right, so let's rip into some of these important points that you should really be covering in your initial meeting or your initial sales meeting. So we're not getting to the end of it. We've clarified the fact that you don't want to get to the end of this sales process and then having someone throw out some type of objection to you. So, you know, the typical objections, you know, uh, which come out, number one, I want to ask my partner. Uh, number two can be price, uh, the price objection, it costs too much or I can't afford it or some version of that. Um, and finally, this whole thing of want to think it over. Um, so what we'll do is today we'll cover off on those and give you some suggestions on what, how you need to, how you need to discuss this, how you can uncover it up front. So first of all, I need to ask my partner, my spouse, my husband, my wife, whoever. And just like Jace indicated before, it's back to this thing of going, look, is your partner supportive of your goals? Step number one. 
Uh, or maybe even question number one could be, do you have a partner? Is there someone else who's involved in this decision-making process? Because it could be a very easy way for you to turn one client into two. Um, secondly, you know, is your partner supportive of you emotionally and financially? So you can ask them that question. Look, does your, is your partner on with this? You know, what's their thoughts about it? And quite possibly, we've done this many times, has had the partner attend that meeting. So if it is an important thing, if they are involved in the decision-making process, if they are involved in the financial dis discussions that will happen, maybe you need to get them down as well. And so maybe you need to, you know, if you've locked in a time at 11 a.m. and the partner's at work or something like that, maybe you need to shuffle things around. Um, I would definitely not want to rush this process, um, you know, because that can appear desperate. So what you want to do is you want to, if you have to restructure it, you, you got to go around to their house at 7.30 at night or do something like that. You know, it's back to that thing in business, in my opinion, do whatever it takes to, to make this happen. What you, we've quite often found our experience of this is that you've got two people sitting down now, husband and wife, um, and let's say the husband's the one who's talking about this. Usually what you'll find is the partner is the one who's talking them into it <laughs> and going, look, babe, you really need to do this. Look, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bored with this. This sounds like a great idea, etc." And So what you do is you've got that whole buy-in from both parties. Secondly, um, it's back to that thing in terms of, you know, going <clears throat> also, you know, does your partner know you're here and making a decision towards your health and fitness? So, you know, you might find that, that they haven't even informed their partner. And so that, that type of stuff is incredibly important that um, you want to uncover. You know, we, you just want to figure out what role your partner has to play in this whole process and, um, you know, what it is that, you know, how, how it is that they could impact that decision. Next is uh, if you've ever had it, uh, the price come up, it costs too much, can't afford it, all those kind of things. Now, I mean, well, keep in mind what, what we're uh, aiming to do in this process is we're uh, trying to get ahead of the game to stop these objections coming up. Mm. Uh, and so when you're going through the sales process, these questions are vital for you to start, I guess, what, what I call being an investigator. So um, feel free to say, like, once you start getting a, a clear idea about their goals and you've helped them to... Um, identify some of their pain points and frustrations as to why they haven't been achieved it. Then when you start to explore what they want to achieve, then you can say, do you have a budget with uh, what you'd like to spend on your training? Or more importantly, have you got a budget in mind that you would invest in yourself to get your end goal? So, I mean, it's about basically asking them what price could they put on um, getting these goals. Now, it's also, it could be the, um, the question could be what's been the cost so far to you for not having a budget in this area. So while it can seem like sometimes a lot to invest in this area, what's it actually cost you physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially? Because to overeat, overspend, all these things cost money and they have a cost attached to them. So some people can struggle with putting a cost on it. Um, and we've got some really cool techniques um, that we, we, we use to help people, um, I guess, get a bit of clarity in this area. And in our book, A Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation, we definitely cover a whole strategy and system in there. But to give you a snapshot of it, you can, you can even have a range. You know, you could look at going, uh, would you be prepared to spend um, $60 per week uh, you know, to invest in getting these end results? And uh, what you're doing there is why I'm, I'm making up the figure 60, of course, but maybe for my business, um, $60 is the entry level. So that's that's the minimum someone could spend. Um, and then you go, look, uh, some people, they, they're really motivated and they really want to get these goals. So they'll, they'll be prepared to go without short term for coffees, eating out, takeaways, all those things. And they'll, they'll be able to find and be committed to getting, you know, to spending maybe $80 to $90 per week on their health and fitness. Um, 
at least in the short term, to get these goals. Uh, and then additionally, you know, we've had people coming here and they're just they're willing to spend whatever it takes, and so they can spend up to like one sixty per week uh, to you know to get these goals that they're after. So you know, if I use Brad as my guinea pig here, I'll go well. You know, Brad, whereabouts on this scale do you see yourself fitting? You know, is it sixty or uh, sixty or somewhere in between? Where is it? Yeah. Um, and Brad might answer. He might go well. Yeah, around about the eighty mark. So already, I'm starting to get a bit of an idea about their budget. Doesn't mean that that's where it's um, it finishes because maybe they can spend hundred dollars. So, but it's just a good way to start to get them thinking about the budget. Also, once they start, um, I guess, talking about the money they're willing to invest, then they're already starting to buy into the process. Yeah, the budget thing's just, we could, we could pretty much run a whole program on the budget side yeah. of things. They're really uh, powerful because what can often happen when you ask them, well, have you got a budget with what you want to spend in your training? That question alone can scare a lot of people off in the sales process. What I mean by a lot of people, I mean a lot of personal trainers, people who are running the business go, I'm too afraid to ask that question because I I'm not sure how to deal with the response or don't, will it come across rude or any of that sort of stuff. Really, at the end of the day, it's it's back to this thing of economics. Everyone's going to have a, a, a point where they're going to go, I'm maxed out at spending this much money. And you just need to uncover this stuff up front. So, you know, if you're not asking the question of budget, you need to have it in there. So, and just be comfortable with doing it. It just rolls off the tongue. Look, have you got a budget with what you wanted to invest in your training? And notice the words invest as opposed to spend. Um, and it quite, 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 I'll get the words right, first day with the new lips. Uh, what can quite often happen at that point in time is that people can say, look, I'm not sure. And that can sometimes be a purely honest response, like they really haven't thought about it. Uh, but most of the time, it can be a bit of a chuck-off response, you know, because, um, you know, we've got to be mindful of this whole game of chess thing going, maybe you've got a, a potential prospect sitting across for you who's going, look, you know, I'm not going to play this guy's game. You know, if I say $100, then uh, maybe he's going to whack me straight into the $100 thing, you know. So what we've done is we just, we, we just really try and make it as, um, you know, break it down as much as possible. Because at the end of the day, unless we try and get a, a rough ballpark of where someone's at, it's going to be really challenging to put them into the most appropriate program or service. So, you know, the, the first figure can be a bit of a chuck-off. Look, I'm not sure. And then feel comfortable. Here's my tip. Feel comfortable to ask that question again. And, and just have a pause. Don't feel like, you know, we, we have to, you know, cover this thing in two seconds flat. Uh, okay, have you got a budget with what you want to spend? No. Okay, on to the next question. Let's just hold for a minute. Go, look, could you have a think about it? Because um, it would really help me out in this process trying to figure out how, what could be the best program or package for you. Um, let them sit with it for a second, you know. And what we found is that people will sit with it, have a, they will have a think about it, you know, because for, especially for the people who have never thought about it, it gives them time to actually to, to, to consider it. Um, and then they might come back to you and say, look, oh, I'm not really sure what this costs or what, what personal training costs or boot camps cost. And you go, oh, that's fair enough, you know. Um, and one of our lines that we use, which is a, a great one, comes across well, look at... Um, you know, it really helps just us try and give you as much bang for your buck as possible. So could you have a think about it again, like, um, you know, and this is where you can start to bring out some examples. And um, it all comes back to your programs, you know, um, what you've got on offer, what your menu of services has here. So if, you, if you're offering some type of group program, some type of boot camp program, and possibly people come, on, come along unlimited to your boot camp classes for about $50 a week, 
Um, alternatively, maybe they can attend some boot class boot camps plus get a PT session for about a hundred bucks a week or 120. Um, and finally, you know, you might have the full enchilada where they get a couple of PTs a week plus your, your gold class service, which is somewhere from 200 to 300 per week. Um, you know, so maybe you can throw these ideas out. You know, so you know, could you see yourself? Could it be around the $50 mark? Would it be more around the 120? Or are we talking up $200 plus? Because we do have different programs and packages. And what we've found, our experience, is that people will typically, um, you know, once you've spent a bit of time on there, they will typically give you a response. We'll, we'll typically get somewhere, you know, so you might end up at about 100 bucks. And so straight away, you know that, okay, well, at least this person's willing to invest. Um, and, you know, from your perspective, like what, what I, my mentality was always going, okay, that's great. And I've got this person at around about 100 bucks. Now, what can I give them? Like I'd love to give this person as much as possible, you know, so that they're absolutely blown away. And so now my brain's going into going, not what can I extract from this person in terms of money. It's more importantly going, okay, if this person's at about 100 bucks, I want to try and blow this person away so that they feel like the 100 odd bucks they're investing per week, they're just seeing absolutely massive value in that. The, the, the biggest point here is it's, it's asking the question. It's having the conversation. All those things are great and true. It's, it's really about having the conversation, being comfortable asking the question. I know Brad's, you know, you've even, um, you know, you've even, when you've had them on the phone before you meet to them, you've asked about the budget. You, you just got to be open and honest about it. You know, this is where people get all tricky. They, they hear the word sales and they start talking about money and they get all funny about it. It's a conversation. There'd be nothing worse than getting into a meeting with somebody and you go through, you spend an hour with them and they're told, tell you they're on the dull and they have no money. That needs to be uncovered up front. And the only way you can uncover it is by having the conversation. If someone says to me on the phone call, oh, look, I'm, I've got no money at all. I've been on the dole for 10 years, but I know I need to get in shape. I thought I'd give you a ring. My next question is, how do you expect to pay for this? Mm. I, I want to know. I don't want to sit there and someone who's, um, because I didn't ask the questions properly up front. So, you know, even on the phone call, I go, you, you know, you've, you might not know a budget, but are you prepared to invest time, energy and money into getting these results? And, and this is really what we're talking about. You've got to feel comfortable. Otherwise, all these great methods and techniques and things we're going to teach you, they'll go out the window if you don't feel, if you don't feel confident or you don't, you don't ask the questions. So just keep in mind, it's not a sales process. It's, it's a conversation and that's what you need to do. You need to ask. Mm. So all these tips, all, all these tips, um, you know, it all boils down to just ask the question, feel, feel confident and feel um, like it's your right to ask them. Mm. And also um, to add to that, you know, in terms of, I always call it a sales menu, you know, a document that you've got, a typed up professional looking document which outlines a little bit about you, yourself and your organisation, your guarantee, your cancellation policy, your terms and conditions and your different packages. And I would recommend for all of you out there to have a different range of options um, so that you capture people at different price points. So you've got something from your lowest entry cost group model bootcamp or something along those lines into your personal training service, into your most ultimate package, etc. Um, so back back to, you know, really some of these objections. We'll look at their next, like, uh, you know, one of the questions could be, what have you paid for for previous PT? So they might have had a trainer before and you want to give an idea about where, uh, where they've, what they've spent money on. Have they had a gym membership before, even like that? I mean, and from those questions, it's a whole other topic again. Um, but from those questions, you go, you know, ask the detective questions. It's like Brad said, don't just move on. So if they say, yeah, I've joined a gym before and it was about 16 bucks a week. <laughs> 
how long did you last at the gym for? What were the results you got? If if they didn't get good results and they didn't have the motivation and they they quit after a month and they've had a track record of that, mm. well, then what you're inadvertently doing is you're, you're saying to them, well, that's why 15 bucks a week doesn't work. That's why it's not about the money. It's about your program and the system and the support you get. So already you'd be starting to set that up in their mind as well. So you've got to think about you got to think about that. Yeah, and just, I guess, finally on this, you know, overcoming this uh, price objection, cost too much, can't afford it up front, um, is back to this thing on the nutritional plan. So, you know, going through, what, what do you currently eat during a day, okay? And they, they describe it to you. Um, I eat this, this, and this. And then you go, then you can start to add that up. Okay, so how much are you spending on takeaways, you know, breakfasts, eating out, lunches out, etc., coffees, alcohol, the list could go up and quite quickly you can put a price against all that sort of stuff and you know, it, it, it'll blow them away and it'll blow you away because they'll probably see quite quickly that they could be spending two to $300 a week on just stuff, you know, crap food, um, coffees, etc., etc. And so, you know, when it comes to that point, you can go, look, when we have you on our nutritional suggestions, our nutritional plan, if, you know, would you be open to, you know, maybe considering not drinking as much alcohol for this period of time this is part of our goal. I'm not telling you to give up altogether. I'm not telling you to give up the takeaway coffees altogether, but what I'm asking for you to do is just to consider, are you prepared to go without a few of those things so that you can have that extra 100 to $150 to invest into into your fitness and your health and well-being? And that also works incredibly well because you're doing them a favor. You know, so many people just get locked into doing the same things day in, day out. And, um, you know, just investing that, you know, or spending that same money on nothing. And um, so if you could show them a way that they could really get your service without being any worse off, then that's even better for them. The, um, the, next, uh, the next one that we can look at is, uh, a common one is I need to think it over. So you've had the um, sales appointment um, with somebody and, th- and this can come up if you don't do a good job at the start. And once again, I need to think it over. Should be limited by some of the suggestions we've had already about the phone call, making them very much aware that you're going to be asking, excuse me, for a yes or no answer at the end. Um, and so, if we look at a couple of the ones that you could use here, it's like um, looking after your health and fitness requires an action to be taken, and uh, you want them to agree. So, whenever you make a statement, you want to get, would you agree with that? At the end of this particular meeting, I'm going to be asking for a decision, either yes or no. You are going to have to take some action. So that's back to what we talked about earlier up front. Next is that um, I noticed here, whatever their name is, that you have been thinking about this for a while. So during the process, uh, you might reflect back to them and say, look, in our initial conversations, uh, you've been thinking about doing something for the last two, three, four years, and yet there's been little result happening I guess my question uh, at that point then would be, how much longer do you think thinking over um, is, you know, do you need? So, and what exactly do you need to think it over? So th- these are some of the responses. Like we're gonna we're gonna get um, where we're gonna get to, um, I guess, some uh, more specific points uh, for these things in a moment. But you know, when you look at at it, um, you got to find out is it really what is really the issue here like if someone's going to say they're going to think it over maybe you haven't paid it enough value for them maybe they haven't seen the value in it and that's what I'd be cl- seeking clarity on do you need any more have I paid enough um, you know have I paid enough value for you have I been a demonstrate enough to you what this is all about mm-hmm. is it the real reason what's the real reason that you that you, you aren't able to make a decision right now mm-hmm. once again just ask the question you've taken the time to be there they have Hey, let's get this sorted today. Is this something I haven't explained well enough? Yeah. 
and uh, also it's back to that thing, keeping in mind that you, you're, you're effectively like you treat it a bit like an interview process. You're, you're effectively interviewing this person to, to make a decision on going, do I want to work with this person? So in your initial meeting, the th- stuff that you want to be un- uncovering up front. So, you know, I noticed here that, you know, like I noticed here, Jenny, you've been thinking about this for the last five years, you know. Um, isn't that long enough to be thinking about it? You know, well, now the time's for you to t- take some action. But more importantly, what you want to do is you start exploring, asking more questions. So well, you found out that Jenny's pretty much, you know, for the last five years, she's she's 30 kilos overweight. For the last five years, she's eaten terribly. That's been a given. But she's joined several gyms, okay? And so what I'd be doing, I'd be ripping right into the questions and the detail and going, well, what gym have you joined? You know, where, okay, and you start off, how long did you stay at that place for a while? Probably only a couple of months and... All right, why'd you stop? Why, tell me what some of the reasons you stopped. Well, this this happened and this happened and you know all the excuses start coming out. And So then how, how long was it between then and the next place? Well, I started to get some motivation again. I joined up again and yep, and then that didn't work. And so then how frequently do you start a new diet? Well, pretty much every Monday and then I've broken it by Wednesday. Uh, and the list can go on and on. So what you're doing is you're sitting there and it might be the first time that Jenny's actually sat down and really thought about this and gone, hold on, I've got a pattern here of, you know, starting stuff and not finishing it and, you know, doing a terrible job. And you can sit there and you can go, look, Jenny, what, I'm noticing a pattern here. Can you see it? Uh, and she can be, yeah. And, you, you know, you might be the first person who's actually called her on this stuff, you know. It can be just such a powerful thing. So right there and then, you know, that, hold on, I'm, you know, I can make a difference in this person's life. You can say it to her, look, Jenny, you know, I've seen here that you've had, you've been with several places, you've been with several trainers, several gyms, all that sort of stuff. Why is it going to be different this time? You know, you tell me. Um, so we flip this whole thing around. It's not about you trying to, you know, push your service on somebody else. It's more importantly, they've proven to you why this could, you know, why they're going to make it happen this time. Uh, and, you know, at that point in time, you know, because we're, chat, we're starting to discuss some deep, better, you know, emotional stuff, which can be, you know, can bring up some, some definitely some, um, you know, an emotional response in people. If you ever had someone in front of you sitting across from you in tears, which can quite often happen, you know that they get to that point where they're, they're uncovering some of this stuff. And if that has happened to you, you can probably um, think about those clients and they've probably turned into some of your best clients because they've had that chance to express that stuff emotionally. And you're probably the first person who's asked the question and showing that you care. Um, it's definitely back to that old analogy, which says, you know, nobody cares about, you know, how much do you know until they know how much you really care and want to help them. Cool, yeah, that's excellent. And so uh, you can see we could um, uh, move on to um, next part. Part, we're going to go into the responses to the objections. So I guess at this point, we've just looked at what are some of the typical responses, uh, ways to, I guess, get ahead of not having objections come up. Uh, in part two, we're going to look at some responses to these objections. So we keep this nice and short, sweet, and not uh, overwhelm you with too much information. So stay tuned for the next uh, part two of this podcast, and we're going to give you the responses to how to uh, overcome these objections. Uh, if you haven't, once again, go and go check out uh, ptbiz.com.au, ptbiz.com.au, and uh, I really recommend you go and grab those uh, free tools. Uh, the, uh, the the pointers and tips and the resources in there it will literally uh, boost the profits of your income immediately, so make sure you go grab them right now. All right. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen.